If you're like us, you've dreamt of building your own business empire and the freedom it can bring you. But with hidden challenges along the way, it forces us to answer the hard questions like, how do we grow a real company without taking on debt? Or how can we get leads and buyers when there's so much competition out there? That's why tens of thousands of people have joined OneFunnelAway.com to get those questions answered. And now they're walking a new path of entrepreneurship. I asked some of them about their shocking journey from failure to freedom. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and you're listening to One Funnel Away Stories. Hey, what's up, everyone? Shane Larson here, host of the One Funnel Away Stories podcast. I'm coming at you guys solo today as we're going to be recording an episode regarding publishing. And I wanted to share my story with you guys to kind of give you an idea of how publishing helps in, in many facets of the entrepreneurial game, right? We've heard about this from various people. And I know normally we're interviewing guests that have you know seen success in the One Funnel Away Challenge, but I wanted to highlight one of the areas that we used to focus on a lot in the One Funnel Away Challenge, and that was publishing. So outside of ClickFunnels, I'll just give you a little bit of a background of myself, right? Outside of ClickFunnels, I, I do a couple of sports media businesses, one of which is a podcast that I created in 2017. And I've been publishing consistently with that since then, uh, January 2017, all the way through now. So it's been over five and a half years of consistent uh, content being published. And I want to share with you some of the things that I've learned in that that time frame. Okay, because sometimes people start publishing, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube channel, a blog, whatever it may be, they'll start publishing and then they they lose that motivation and they don't remain consistent. So they'll do it for three months or six months and then they stop being consistent. Um, and then that's that's one of the worst things you can do, in my opinion, because um, you might just be right on the brink of breaking through and finding your voice. So back in 2017, I was told to start a podcast. This is before everybody had podcasts. Now every everyone has a podcast. It's not that hard to publish one anymore and get one on onto uh, the main platforms. But back then, uh, it wasn't as easy. So I had to do a lot of research on my own. I had to do a lot of... Uh, YouTubing and, and so forth and figure out how I could get my podcast uh, rocking and rolling. But I did a sports podcast. And in that sports podcast, I would just be doing normal sports updates every single week, uh, trying to, you know, update things and, and just talk like a normal sports show. But I realized I was like, man, I did one a week for a month. And I had like 40 downloads, maybe 50 of the entire show, right? And I got caught up on the downloads. I'm like, listen, like nobody's listening to this. Probably 10 of those downloads were myself. You know what I mean? I was probably listening to my own show, trying to hype up the numbers. And I was like, nobody's listening to this. Maybe my mom and my dad and a couple other people are listening to each episode. And then there's a handful that are my own downloads because I was listening to them. And I was struggling because I was like, I don't feel like I'm providing any sort of value that you can't get from any other sports network. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs feel the same way at first. They're like, why should I publish? Because basically, I'm just going to be regurgitating information that other people are saying on every one of their platforms. But here's the thing. What I was learning while I was publishing was how to find my voice. I hadn't found my voice yet. And that is so important for us all to be able to figure that out. You might be a really great marketer on the back end. And you might understand sales funnels. And you might understand the psychology of a consumer and all that. But if you don't have a voice, you're... I'm not going to say you can't be successful because you most certainly can in the in regards to like a business and revenue and and all those things. But I will say you're missing out on a whole nother monster piece of your business because if you can find your voice, then that helps you with your marketing because now 
you can reach different audiences and you can reach different people in, in different ways. So I'll just tell you this. I, I made it a goal when I first started my show that I was going to continue to push content out every single week. So I did that consistently, consistently, consistently pushing out content. Understand that I was only doing one episode a week. And I knew that if I could do one episode a week, I wouldn't experience burnout. I could still have my full-time job. I was figuring all that out. I was still going to school. I was still in college. I graduated college when I was 28 years old. So I was a non-traditional student. I had a lot of stuff going on. I had my, my wife and we just had our first baby boy. Like I just wanted to be able to stick to something and stay with it. One episode a week, okay? Throughout that time, I started to realize like the episodes that started to gain more traction and by more traction, I mean like 10 or 20 more downloads, you know, than, than I'm used to seeing. It wasn't anything major, but more traction and the, the episodes that I actually enjoyed doing was when I brought on a guest. When I brought a guest onto the show, rather than just me going solo and talking, I felt like I could segment my show out better. I could structure the show better because we had an authentic conversation and we had fun conversations. We spoke about different topics in the sports world. Well, 10 months into my show, I had, I mean, it was, it was a very small amount of, of downloads. I think I was looking at in 10 months, I think I had 2,100 total downloads. Again, some of those were probably myself and really close family members that were listening to my show. Um, and they'd open it up and stuff. And I was just trying to get some traction on it. I think I only had 2000 plus downloads. It wasn't anything at all. That, that was crazy. But on the 10th month, near the end of the 10th month, I had a friend of mine that I met, um, online. He was a, a sports guy that I was following. So I asked him if he would be willing to jump on a show with me and I would interview him about his minor league baseball career. And as, as silly as that sounds, I mean, there's other, there's other outlets out there in the sports world, just like you guys are in the entrepreneurial space. There's probably different outlets out there that have similar niches as you guys. But I thought, well, this would be kind of a cool little twist to it. What I didn't realize was this was before I even realized what a dream 100 was before I even realized the impact of getting in front of other people's audiences was like, I, I just interviewed this guy about his minor league baseball career and what it was really like playing in the minors back in the, in the nineties. And the stories we were able to pull from that were incredible. It actually made for an amazing conversation because we got into conversation. I, I realized my strength was more so in the interviewing aspect of things because I could draw stories from other people. Yeah, I'm good at I'm good at articulating information. I'm good at, at, at getting this information out to people. I can tell my story, but my strength is actually in interviewing and drawing the stories out of others because that conversation was huge. And that one episode alone, he shared it to his audience, which was huge, um, went out to 400 people. And it actually was the first time that my show was ever downloaded in a different country. Okay, so 10 months into my show, I had not had any breakthroughs yet, but I had consistently published content. It wasn't until month 10 when I switched it up and I realized like, yeah, I gotta listen to my audience and they don't wanna listen to me. They wanna listen to me drag stories from other people. And when I did that, I think that episode alone had about 450 downloads, which at the time was huge for me. Uh, that was a massive accomplishment for me. And it took 10 months to get there. Sometimes people can hit that a lot faster because they already have an audience. Sometimes they can hit it. It might take them another year. But what my point is, is consistently publishing content and then listening to my audience was what helped me in that journey with podcasting. Now, flash 
like fast forward till now, we're five and a half years running on that show. I'm in 111 countries, all 50 states, and my podcast is is out there. I've I've been improved in my social media game. I'm not perfect. I have a small social media following of 3,000 plus followers on Instagram, a couple hundred on TikTok, Facebook. I got about a thousand about 1700 on Twitter, right? I'm not like this big, big guy in the sports world, but I have created my own tribe and those people do follow me and they're a loyal following. And so I have people who were listening to my content consistently now, five and a half years later, because I published one episode a week and I never stopped. And I feel like I've improved drastically in my interviewing skills, um, landing guests. I have a, a good way of landing guests. I've now monetized that platform. So I know how to reach out to different businesses who want to monetize and, or sorry, who want to sponsor me and I can then monetize it. Um, I have a skill set that I have acquired through publishing that I can utilize for consulting with other businesses on podcasts. So I do that as well. All these things I learned from publishing. Now also keep in mind one little tidbit of information. You never know who's listening. So if you're going to take notes on this podcast, break it into this consistency. Listen to my, my, my first part of this, uh, this podcast on consistency and publishing consistently throughout, because it's going to help with your reputation. It's going to look more professional. Um, it's just going to give you a better look overall. And when you're consistently publishing, you can make those changes and find your voice better. Because if you publish an episode of something or you make a blog post or whatever it is, and then wait a month before you do the next one, you won't remember all those things, but when you're publishing consistently, you can make those adjustments. It's like shooting a basketball. When we shoot 500 shots in a morning for a workout and you're doing 50 at a time, you can make adjustments quicker because you're doing these like you're doing shots in, in, in close range, right? You're doing more shots. Like you have 50 shots. So if you made a mistake here, you know that you have a couple shots. You can make adjustments to your form. Well, the same thing with publishing. If you're publishing consistently every week, then you can make those changes quicker because your your mind is still remembering what you did before and you can make all those adjustments. So do that. One is consistency. Now I want you guys to focus on you never know who's listening. So treat every single episode or every single post, every single thing that you publish, treat it as professionally as you can. Okay? You you never know who's listening. Two and a half years into my podcast. So two and a half years of publishing consistently. I hadn't built that big of a tribe, but I mean it was getting you know, momentum. I still had a, I had a pretty good reputation at this point as, especially in my area, um, where I live. And I can tell you guys right now, I get hit up. I did a, I did a podcast with a guy who lives in Texas. He had a really cool story, a 50 year old guy who was playing college football because he still had eligibility left. Those are the stories I wanted to draw out of people, right. And share those with the world. So I did that podcast interview and I, I figured that, you know, he'd have his audience there in, in Texas. His teammates would probably want to listen to it. Um, it was pretty cool. So yeah, I did see a, a, a surplus, um, of, of downloads in Texas, but I got hit up on Instagram by a media company in Virginia whom I didn't even know he was working with cause he was trying to write a book and he was doing all these entrepreneurial journey, like entrepreneurial endeavors on the side of just playing football. Cause he was in his fifties. He runs businesses and stuff. And this company that he works for happened to listen to the episode. Well, what that in turn did is they reached out to me and were like, this was amazing. We really appreciated your uh, podcast with, with Jason. I'd love to jump on a call with you. Well, I jump on a call with them. Long story short, I ended up having, you know, I still have this business relationship with this company that was based out of Virginia. Keep in mind, I live in Idaho, based out of Virginia, and I ran a show for them. So I ran, I, I, I've done two different shows for that company, podcasts, because I've 
acquired the skill set of podcasting. So I've ran a show for them because I didn't know who they were listening, but I treated it as professionally as I possibly could. They respected that. They heard it. They thought it was a, a professional podcast from a main network and were astonished, actually, when they found out that it, that it wasn't. So they hired me on to do a couple of shows for them. And through that, I made tons of connections in my industry, which is in the sports world. So I got to interview guys that I never imagined I'd interview. If you're a sports person, Lee Steinberg, for example, uh, they made a movie called Jerry Maguire that was based upon his story. He was a sports agent. I got to interview Lee twice, actually. So I got to talk to Lee, talk to him you know, uh, on the podcast two different times, and just build that relationship. Uh, super, super cool. And that business relationship still exists today, but it was two and a half years into my podcasting journey. I was publishing, 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 and I didn't know who was listening but I just kept taking it as professionally as possible and producing it with confidence and it stemmed into something that was even bigger, which was something I never had expected that could happen. So reminder, consistency and you never know who's listening. You never know. You might only say, oh, well, I've got four views of my Facebook live video or I've got 100 views on my YouTube channel or whatever it may be or like in my case, 40 downloads of my podcast this month. That's like 10 downloads an episode. This is terrible. Don't focus on that because if one of those downloads or one of those views happens to be the right person, you never know what doors can open. And I'm just giving you a personal example from my own life. That's not like this big, like huge thing. I'm just a guy who works at ClickFunnels, who runs the One Funnel Away Challenge and understands project management. Uh, But I also do media on the side. So publishing is huge because it builds these relationships. Okay. Now... I'm going to I'm going to tell you another reason why publishing consistently can help you and building your dream 100 uh is huge because if you have a platform you then have something that you can do to reach your dream 100. So let's say you don't like publishing, you have a successful business. If you go and talk to Steven Larson for example, Steven will tell you he he did not want to publish. He enjoyed just building funnels and being that sales funnel guru in regards to like building successful funnels. But he didn't like publishing and Russell Brunson told him over and over and over that he needed to get into that space and start publishing content like podcasting and so forth. He didn't want to do it, but he learned to do that. And through his podcast, he built a platform, which then allowed him to generate so much more revenue because he had a whole new audience that was listening to him and he was getting leads through that publishing platform. So I'm going to tell you this. If you're one of those, those, uh, individuals who has a business and you're very successful in it, right? That you're very successful you're making, you're making money, but you don't want to publish. You don't find it necessary. I'm going to tell you right now, for the sake of the Dream 100, if you have a Dream 100 list, like customers that you would like to like, get your product or service in front of and build a relationship with, having a platform, a solidified platform that goes along with your business model is huge. And here's an example from my life. I'm just trying to give you guys applicable examples from my life. So with my podcast, which I do for the sports world, you know, I always, I've I've followed motivational speakers and entrepreneurs my whole life. And there's a guy named Walter Bond. If you go ahead and YouTube him, he's awesome, good motivational speaker, but he has a cool story in the sports world. That's part of his journey. That's part of what he does when he shares his motivational speeches with the world is he talks about his, his journey to the national basketball association, to professional basketball, very, very cool, um, underdog type story that you want to hear. So like he's a big name in the, in the motivational speaker space. I never thought I could ever land him. Right. So I reached out to him after about two and a half years, I was starting to gain momentum. I just 
landed that deal with that company I told you about. Like, so I, I had started building some momentum. So I had some confidence. Right. And I was like, man, I want to land this guy. So I reach out to him, never hear back. Right. And that happens a lot. You're reaching out to your dream 100. They don't even know who you are. So they're, they're not even, yeah, they don't even know who you are. But, um, flash forward about a year later, I had over 150 something episodes published in my podcast. It was, I mean, at the time, I think we were in 58 countries. Um, we were expanding, I think it was almost three years into the show and I reached back out again. I followed up with him and I remember at this point I actually could, I had a, a resume built pretty well, like a good portfolio, I should say of guests that I had had on my show over the course of the last two and a half, three years or whatever. So I reached out to him the best way that I knew how I went to his Instagram, went to his LinkedIn, found his, I, I messaged him on LinkedIn. Uh, I believe it was his wife who was running that channel. So she actually told us to email. So I emailed anyway, long story short, I emailed them a list of the people that I had on the show. I made a different approach to like, you know, sell myself basically saying, Hey, this is why you need to be on my show. I want to have you on here. It'd be an honor. Would love to get you on. Um, when he came on my show, he shared his story. I got to have Walter Bond on my podcast, sharing his sports journey. And it was just an amazing opportunity for me to be able to have a person of that magnitude on my podcast. And he told me specifically when they were looking at the show, they didn't notice it. They didn't even see my message from a year prior. But when they got the email from me um, almost a year later, they went through my show and could see that I had one published consistently for that long amount of time. And he goes, I just want to congratulate you on your consistency. He said that in the podcast, he goes, congratulations on all the episodes you've already created. It's amazing that you've already been able to establish this platform. It's, it's incredible. And quite honestly, he probably would not have joined me on my podcast had I not had that reputation and the, the, the consistency they, they, he went back and looked and saw that I had been publishing consistently, um, throughout that entire time. And so my point to you guys is I was able to land my dream 100 member of Walter Bond. And since then I've been able to land multiple guests because it's, it's a domino effect. As you guys know, once you get certain people on more people see that. So they're more willing to actually jump on a call with you and do a podcast because they're like, man, okay, well if Jerry Stackhouse, this NBA legend was on Shane's show, then I, I mean, I don't know what Shane's show is. I've never heard of it. Cause he's a small guy out of, of, uh, Idaho, but if Jerry Stackhouse was willing to be on that show, so will I. Or if Walter Bond was willing to be on that show, well, then I should be able to be on that show. That's awesome. So that's how I, you know, it works that way. My whole point is, though, consistency, boom. Treat every episode like it's professional. That's how you'll find your voice. Just do everything as professional as you possibly can. Be as serious as you can. Doesn't matter about views, downloads, you know, listens, whatever. Um, you, you don't need to worry about that stuff because you never know who's listening. And then my other point is, Having a platform like that provides an opportunity for your dream 100 to then get in front of you, okay? So if I had Walter Bond on my show and I can share, if I had a service that I could provide his audience because he, ha he caters to entrepreneurs, then I can do that. I can get in front of his audience. I know ClickFunnels very well, right? A lot of his audience are business owners who he's trying to motivate and do business leadership retreats with. I can help them with that, right? I can provide them a service now that stemmed from a podcast that was about sports. It seems wild, but having a platform can open up so many avenues for you. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to end it at that. There's so much more I could go into. This could be like a five part episode, but I wanted to remind you guys the importance of publishing. 
You know, you can find your voice and that's, man, finding your voice, it, it feels so good because the confidence you build through publishing, whether it's through written material or if it's a video or a podcast, it's audio only such as this, it, it, it helps you so much with your business endeavors because you're not afraid to get in front of the camera for social media or on your video sales page that you have, you know, going on, um, on your funnel. You, you don't get, you're not afraid to do trainings and webinars. You find your voice and you find more confidence in discussing things and chatting with people and just building those relationships. You're not scared so much of the public opinion. You start to lose those little insecurities, those fears that you had the more you publish because you, you are putting yourself out there. And sure, in the last five and a half years of publishing content, I have taken my fair share of, of hate from the, the people that are out there that just want to complain and say, oh, your show's not as good as you think it is and so forth. But I've also had a ton of people that say otherwise, much more, many more. And building that confidence is essential, um, and I believe, in, in, in establishing yourself as a, as a public figure as well as running a successful business. So I would just encourage you guys who are listening, publish, 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 publish. That should be something that's just a whole nother avenue it just gets you out there. It's a branding mechanism. It's a good opportunity to find your voice, market, get your branding out there. Just find a whole different world of, of, of an audience. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people who would never know about your services that you're providing because maybe they don't go on to Facebook and see Facebook ads, but maybe they do listen to podcasts and your podcast happened to be referred to them or recommended to them on Apple Podcasts. So they popped it in one morning when they were going to the gym and all of a sudden now they're they're like, man, I didn't even know that existed, but I would love to take part in these. And they click your link. All of a sudden, they're on your list. You never know. You're opening up an entire world that didn't even exist before, and it's actually quite simple. It's almost the easiest money you could make and the easiest audience you could build. Uh, but the first thing is you got to get out there and you've got to publish. So that's what I'm going to leave you with, guys, today. I'm going to encourage you guys, as Russell always does, publish, publish, publish. Get used to it. Find your voice. Do it consistently. Do it professionally. You never know who's listening. And build that platform that you can utilize to attract your Dream 100. We'll talk to you guys next time. If you want to be part of the journey and create your own story that can be shared just like this one, then sign up at onefunnelaway.com to get started with the next One Funnel Away Challenge. We have a new challenge coming up very soon, and we want you to be part of it. This is where you'll learn the strategies and build the foundations of funnel building, along with understanding the basic principles of traffic so you can fill your funnels with paying clients. The coolest part, we do this all in 30 days time. It doesn't matter if you're an established business owner, a nine to five worker looking for additional income, an affiliate marketer, or someone who's completely new to the entrepreneurial game, it doesn't matter. Regardless of where you're coming from, you need to be here in order to take yourself to the next level. So again, head over to onefunnelaway.com to sign up and we'll see you in the challenge.